Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Salty Speculation Podcast. My name is Nick, and joining me today, I have the lovely Jay. Hello. Uh, hello. He's uh, three foot tall and uh, swallowed some helium. I am a munchkin. I don't think you can say munchkin anymore. Uh, who hmm. am I offending with uh, munchkin? The midgets. We are in the lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz. I'm, I'm not bothered about that. If they are pissed off, then watch another film. That wizard will kick your ass. That is very true. That is a good point. He was a scary <laughs> big green bastard. Anyway, we're not here today to talk about wizards or even short people. That's next week. That's um, <laughs> next week. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Midgets, midgets of the deep next week. <laughs> that sounds really wrong on so many levels. But today yeah. we are going to talk about mass hysteria. Do you know what mass hysteria is, Jay? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this episode is going to be pretty shit. <laughs> uh, mass hysteria is basically a, I guess, a psychological condition that is brought on uh, when many, when, when a group of people all start to experience the same, the same things and the same issues. Um, so it might be that they all start getting a rash, or they all start, I don't know, um, singing and can't stop basically any behavior done by a lot of people all in the same vicinity at, at the same time um with no prior or uh explained medical condition basically um so like i say it's it's really a psychological uh term for for this for weird weird events I guess. And for the record, it doesn't have to be something like, obviously he's used the, uh, the example there that it could be like a rash. Um, it doesn't have to just be like a medical sort of thing. Um, no, mass no. hysteria can of course happen for just like, well, as it says, mass hysteria event. An event could happen that suddenly a belief could happen that suddenly loads of people suddenly seem to share, which they didn't share prior. And it just spreads like wildfire for some unknown reason. Exactly. Uh, and I'll give you a, a quick example is um, the War of the Worlds uh, radio broadcast in, um, in 1938. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. yeah. So in 1938, um, Orson Welles, um, a, I guess, a, was he an author or was he uh, was he just a... He was uh, an author, but he was he also was author, a... I um, forgot. There was a word that I had there, but I forgot. But he was mostly an author. <laughs> Okay, well, so Orson Welles, um, he's like a sci-fi uh, author. He he obviously created the uh, the radio play that was then later turned into movies and books and stuff. Uh, so he um, he played this on the radio back in 1938, uh, and it basically featured the attack of aliens on on the world. And people thought it, it was done in such a way that people thought it was it was really happening. People thought it was a real invasion, and that he was reporting on it live. And basically, people people started to panic. People started to think, "Oh my god, it's a real invasion!" And uh, you know, across across the country, uh, people were were suddenly overcome with this fear that aliens were really really there when they weren't. Um, so that is a a good example, I think, of of mass hysteria. Yeah, and it's also the reason why, like, if anything like happens, like if anything like as a, a an audio broadcast or or anything like that comes across nowadays, legally they have to say at the start that this is for entertainment <laughs> purposes only, because yeah. um, you know they they just thought it would be a cool little thing, and they didn't expect half the country to start burning itself down out of fear. 
Yeah, um, exactly. Everyone's jumping so, into a bomb shelter and arming themselves, which... Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have seen that like, as an outside <laughs> observer, like just watching those people going mad. You see it in cartoons all the time um, when things like that happen, but like to see real people actually doing that, I think yeah. would be hysterically funny. And that's that's kind of an extreme uh, version as well. Like not not all of the yeah. cases that we're going to talk about are, are that. Um, no, of course that not. It's, that is extreme. But again, as he he has mentioned, a very good one uh, there. It is probably one of the most notable ones. If you're wanting another example of again not, notable events, I'm bringing this up now only because we're not really going to discuss it in the show. It is. Uh, a concept for another time, shall we say, but probably the most famous mass hysteria event that you could probably find was the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, again, you'd think, well, why wouldn't we discuss it in the show? Because th- that's one that requires an episode to itself because there's so much misinformation out there and I, I, I'd prefer, and I know Nick would agree with me there, that we would we want to do it justice. And Don't we put can, words in my mouth. But you're I, right. I, okay, I'll put them <laughs> in your shoe. Um, <laughs> That's but, where my feet go. <laughs> well, now the Salem witch trials go there. Um, the Salem so, feet trials. <laughs> Mass hysteria event two. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but that is probably your most famous one of. Yeah. That's again, people have a belief in their head and they take it to utter extremes because of misinformation. But that spread like wildfire all through Salem. In fact, fire spread all the way through fire in Salem at that point. So it was bad. Bad choice of words. <laughs> Sorry, witches. But yeah, so I think um, I think now that we've established kind of what a, what a mass hysteria event or effect can be. Jay, have, do you think you've ever been subject to mass hysteria? Uh, no. No, I don't think I have. But I've been close to what I would consider a mass hysteria event. As much as I wasn't involved in it, mm. I, I was I was nearby. Um, do you remember the London riots a good few years ago? Yes. Right. Well, Got some I, great I, discount stuff. Great discount <laughs> stuff. I'll always remember that video of the old lady robbing Debenhams. That was that was hysterically funny. She came. She came. She, she, she was just, it was just so angry. It was like a smashed window and this old lady just crawling through the window holding what I, th- I think it was like a, um, a fruit blender, but she had this <laughs> look of sheer smugness on her face. Now, um, the, the London riot, we, we won't go into the what, what caused the London riots because that's, that's, that's not the topic for the show. I think but it was people. It was people who definitely caused it. But back, back a good few years ago, there was riots that started in London, which then spread to various other parts of the UK for absolutely no reason other than people just wanted to go mental. It had a reason in London, but for the rest of the country, not so much. But at the time, I was when it kicked off, I, I, was, I was considerably younger than I am now. I was coming through London at the time trying to get home, and every single train that I tried to get on was cancelled, and every every uh, little signpost kept saying, due to a disturbance. I was like, due to a disturbance? Ah, because the trains are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I remember ringing my mum and being like, I'll get home eventually. It's uh. fine. <laughs> but... Um, but I remember like hearing it because um, obviously there was radios playing and stuff in train stations 
Mm-hmm. And they said that there was there were riots in this area and riots in this area. And I'm thinking and I'm thinking to myself, oh, London's a big place. I'm quite far from these areas where the riots are taking place. And then I get to the next station and it's like, oh, they're they're now mentioning the riots are at the station that I'm currently heading to. And <laughs> like, I was like, oh well, I'm not getting out of this. And then I started thinking, maybe I can maybe I can get a PS3 out of this. Um <laughs> but then then you know my my conscience took over and I was like, no, must get yeah. home safely. But that's about, uh, as much as I never joined in on it, that's about as close as I've ever come to experiencing one. Mm. And you're, you're right. Obviously, the the initial riot had had a, a reason behind it. And then basically, after that, after the initial sort of problem, it really is a, a genuine case of mass hysteria where people are just like, well, everybody else is running around looting, smashing stuff. If I were to do it, uh, I probably wouldn't get caught. You know, at least I wouldn't get singled out. And it's, it, I think, like you say, a lot of people took that opportunity to, to, you know, to to go crazy, to 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 just let loose. You know, um, and that was the crazy thing about it because, like, I, I made the that that reference to that old lady at the start, but that is a genuine thing that was in the papers. Like yeah. there were there was the big debris, and it was a smashed window with this woman, like the way she was hunched over made her look like she was one of those pesky robbers with the the sack of money over her back just looking shifty <laughs> you know it's like she was just going oh well bugger it i'm not getting a good pension i'm getting me a food processor <laughs> yeah i wonder how i wonder what the value of stolen goods were those those few days oh i just i like i remember that um like in slough um which is a horrible word and a horrible town to be honest they had a big massive tesco's in it and i know that their electronic section got completely rinsed before they yeah. made the conscious decision to close the store. Um, yeah. Because that store was at the time probably one of the biggest Tesco's in the country. Um, and they just weren't expecting this mass amount of people to just rush in. So yeah. they managed to block off the rest of the store and then people left. But it was crazy because like Slough isn't London. It's outside London, but it's not anywhere near where the actual riots were starting. But it started there. I remember that there was roving gangs of people walking around like Windsor and stuff. Windsor, which had nothing in it worth looting, but people were were looking to start trouble. And then I remember hearing it on the radio that it spread to Birmingham. And there was there was a convoy. A convoy apparently travelling up towards like York and stuff. Why? What? Like a riot convoy, yeah, like, yeah, a, like riot, a riot, riot on a, like, get on the riot bus. <laughs> yeah, the news of this on its own is is bloody hysteria. But I remember, I remember hearing all this stuff and seeing the Facebook groups, and it was like, why are you organizing a riot? Surely the whole concept of a riot is is exactly spontaneous, isn't it? But yeah, it was like, so yeah. guys, what we're gonna do is get on the <laughs> motorway, get make sure everybody's here. Well, we will stop at the McDonald's halfway there for a toilet break and a burger, and continue to cause chaos and destruction. Make sure you have a riot, buddy. <laughs> Everybody, pair up with your riot, buddy. <laughs> this bus doesn't leave till we're all on the register. One of you should have a flaming Molotov, and the other one should have a baseball bat. <laughs> but it was crazy. It was so stupid. Yeah, it's, but it's bizarre, and, and it really, um, it really worries me how seemingly you know average normal people can just because hmm. because like I guess because either law has sort of been subverted for for a minute or because everybody else is doing it 
um uh you know because i don't think i'm gonna get caught actually i'm gonna you know i'm gonna start setting things on fire and stuff like that and it, it worries me that people can just flip like that so quickly yeah. um it's know. like feral mode suddenly goes yeah in, yeah it? exactly. like, ah, we go from being humans to animalistic in nature and just destroying everything in our path and it's it's so very very weird and mm. you know a lot of those people now are probably looking back who like who were involved in it and probably are, i'd like to imagine are very embarrassed i'd hope that so, they yeah. got involved yeah. in that except for that lady who's like apart from I'm that still lady. using that that uh that food machine that yeah food she got process. she got her she got her money's worth <laughs> but what what about yourself do you reckon you'd be susceptible to any type of mass hysteria event or do you think you'd be logical enough to go what the hell is happening and try and just avoid it I was thinking about this, and I can't, I can't remember any specific occasions where I've, I've been involved in what I'd call mass hysteria. But mm. obviously, recently with the pandemic, it's, it's, it's funny because everyone handled the pandemic a different way, and you, you hear it on the news. Um, you know, you get told not to go out, and when the, when the uh, COVID first hit, we, we really took it quite seriously. We like, you know, we didn't go out um at yeah. all like for the first couple of weeks um we you know we we managed to get online sh online shopping um and yeah just didn't didn't see anyone or do anything and and we were very cautious of you know everything going on because the only thing we knew about the virus really at that time was what we were being told on tv and it was it was you know proper lockdown you know emergency news briefings being held um you know real uh movie catastrophe stuff you know yeah. i would call it like like um it reminds me of that um that film that was just called what was it like i swear it was called like epidemic or pandemic or something and it was the same concept as coronavirus there was a virus well, that, that was, was suddenly con going contagion con contagion, it, contagion? I, I, you know what i think there's actually two there is actually oh, okay. two films similar concept but you know different virus and that kind of thing but it, 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 I, I love that because that film came out like just as the outbreak started happening. <laughs> the conspiracy groups are going nuts because they were like, Netflix, Netflix knew. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Netflix was the reason for coronavirus. Let's just let's let's just make sure that's well known now. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so we we took it really, really seriously and um, which is fine. But it was interesting because, like I say, really, we, we only had the news to go on and we were obviously talking to people, to friends and family and stuff like that. But it was it was interesting how quick I got swept up in it. Yeah, um, you know, and I was looking every day at like the death rate and the, the uh, new cases rate um, and really, you know, I guess becoming a bit like a i i felt like a, a doomsday prepper almost you know like okay we've got to buy loads of food and you know and at, th at this point in england you couldn't find toilet roll for for love or money you know so everyone was panicking um so i think i think in a way i forgot those dark times yeah yeah very dark times um <laughs> in in a way we kind of all uh, would you would you call that mass hysteria because in a way, we yeah, kind of had, well, a, we is, we had a reason to be right. Hysterical. So no, I can actually give that to mass hysteria. The um, not so much the virus. Obviously, the virus was bad. The virus is still yeah, bad, but yeah. it should go away. The mass hysteria comes from the fact that there was so much misinformation, not about the virus, but the state of of the country. So sure. there wasn't a food shortage. There was never going to be a food shortage, but because we were reporting on it, people. Mm invented a food shortage so they went out and bought everything because yeah, they thought yeah, right yeah. so People we made this yeah, we made this sure. problem ourselves 
Yeah, um, sure. We certainly made so, it worse. And least. it spread all up and down the country <laughs> because people were panicking. Christ, I know I went to the girls in the in the the uh, the corner shop that's by me and basically said to them because because we're friends, I was like. When you get the delivery of toilet paper, I can survive on everything else. I've got food. But when you get the toilet paper, text me. And they did. And the second it was there, I ran round and I was like, give me two. <laughs> it's not that I was panic buying. It's just I didn't know when I would get any more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all, we all had that sort of couple of weeks where we didn't know whether we were going to be able to wipe, wipe our asses or, or not. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess that was that was... A very recent case of mass hysteria, but driven by a a real reason, I guess. Mm. Um, so, I think we, we we've spoke obviously about a few where we we've experienced or we've seen. Um, but we, what we're going to do is just talk through a couple of stories um, and give some examples, and we're going to try and discuss it and break it down the best we can, as we normally do. So, Jay, why don't you start us off? I'm going to go with light-hearted and absolute ridiculousness to start off this. So. Okay. This this was something that um, was it was apparently found in an old record and then it was redocumented. Uh, I took that to mean that the the records were were updated. Um, it was 1784. These records were updated of an event that happened in the early 1400s. Now, well, this actual event has a very it's it's a, it's got a French a long French name and a long German name. I am not going to bother telling you either of those names because I don't want to butcher it and offend either of those countries. So I have taken the decision to rename this mass hysteria event as Mental mental Bloody Nuns. Wait, are we allowed to rename things? (laughs) We are now. It's our show. We make the rules. So this is going to be so much easier going forward. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We'll we'll do this for if we can't pronounce any words, we're just going to rename them. But this is mental bloody nuns. So there was an account in in the early 1400s. And this is how crazy this started, where there was a nun who lived in a German convent. And, you know, she wasn't like a senior nun or like one of the head nuns or whatever, or I don't know how the nun hierarchy works, but she was just a nun. And she developed a bit of a weird problem. Um, So whilst talking to people in German, obviously, she would just suddenly begin to bite them. (laughs) What? To bite them. You know, she'd just grab a limb. And start gnawing away. She was hungry. That's, no, that was no. Because I thought of this, and it is stated, it literally is stated in this record, not out of hunger, out of necessity. <laughs> out of necessity? Well, what hang on. What does this mean? So apparently there was something in this woman's head that went, I need to eat you. So she starts biting people. The, the isolator. I mean, I mean, like, 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 does it say if it was like playful biting? Or, no, or... no, full on, no, full on, no, nasher, I'm going to gnaw at your flesh. Yeah. So Ow. what they did was they isolated her because she's mental. Clearly. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. When they, when they brought people in, now bear in mind this is 1400s. So it's not like they're bringing in a GP or a mental health specialist. They were bringing in like a cardinal and stuff to to you know check this nun over. I mm. what did what happened when the cardinal walked in? A dominant padre, a spirit to get off my arm. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts chewing away. And um she would chew anybody who came anywhere near her. Now you're thinking, well that's one person. 
chewing away. Why is this bass hysteria? Well, this this kills me. Absolutely kills me. So the cardinal and the priests and everything. Obviously, they start talking about it in their own little congregations. And then that, that goes to the clergy and everything else. And it starts spreading because they're wondering, why the hell is this nun biting each other? Mm. Well, well, because this information spreaded that there was some issue with a nun biting people, other nuns in other convents started madly biting people in their monasteries. Oh my word. And you're thinking, oh, it's just a, a nun or two just being a bit of a copycat chewer. Nope, it's not one or two. So there was about 20 different churches in Germany where the nuns started chewing at people. A further 20-odd in Holland. Oh, God. So it proper, like it spread overseas rather than just... 50 in France. Oh. And another 40 in Italy. This spread I'm... where all these nuns just decided we're going to eat you. It was like a zombie apocalypse of I nuns. Mean, I mean, I'm not a religious man by any means, but do you think that was like the work of God? <laughs> God just thought to himself, I mean... you know what? They've got they've they've gone through fourteen hundred years as per the Bible. It's, I'm getting a bit bored now. Let's turn the crazy switch on on the nuns. Yeah, he's um, like he's like who who do I know on earth? Oh, uh, well, there's the Pope. Um, Jesus was there. Don't know if, don't know what he's doing now. Um, oh, nuns, <laughs> nuns. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Probably just <laughs> haven't spoken to him in a while. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean. Considering it's all nuns, that's and they they obviously can't they obviously can't be speaking to each other uh, regularly. You yeah, know. they didn't have they didn't have WhatsApp back then. Um, I just I just find it so strange. So one, like obviously the wor- the way mass hysteria works is they, they you know someone has this belief in their head and you know they they don't understand why it's happening and mm. they feel compelled to do this or or the body feels compelled to show a a symptom or whatever. We don't get it, but I cannot think. Of why, when this news travelled of this original nun, nun zero, as I'm calling her now, <laughs> started biting Nunzio. all these people, nun zero. <laughs> but when when other nuns heard of this, it's almost like a switch went off in their brain, going, "Wait, this is acceptable? Yes!" And just started, che- you know, it's like chewing on the body of Christ. It makes no sense. But this spread, and then apparently, just stopped after like three weeks but that's still three weeks of chewing on everybody in the vicinity but it just stopped i, I don't know if the people were then committed <laughs> or maybe yeah. round up and gone it okay. stopped it stopped when they were all shot yeah yeah it's just yeah, that would make sense i mean the records aren't that great and that's yeah. why it had to get updated in 1784 but i just find it fascinating and you think well that's weird enough but there's another one about nuns, which has just led me to think nuns are absolutely mental. They, 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 there's something hardwired in them that's apparently you could set off. So, in 1844, there was a medical textbook, and it explained that there was a nun who lived in a French convent this time. It was during an unspecified time in the Middle Ages, according to this 1844 book. But this nun was famous because one day... She just began to meow. <laughs> she apparently was talking to a clergyman, as normal in a French accent, and halfway through speaking, 
evolved into a cat and just began to meow and purr. And never went back to speaking in her own language, just continued to meow and was apparently getting more agitated that while she meowed, the clergyman couldn't understand what the hell she was saying, which then led to her getting more agitated and screeching like a cat. So, again, you're thinking, that's just one mental nun. How bad can one mental nun be? But very much like the baity nuns, they started like looking into it, the story spread, and nuns all over the place would start meowing. But this is the thing that makes me giggle so much. So, whereas with the baiting one, it was like one nun per church seemed to be affected. Mm. In this one, it was groups of nuns. <laughs> and they would sort of group together as if they were like a nun-cat potty. <laughs> and I mean, at certain times of the day, they would just start meowing melodically. And apparently, like the, like the congregations and the communities and stuff would just be astonished at the fact of, why are the nuns meowing? <laughs> and and you know what, what finally stopped it? Uh, atom bomb. No, no, that would that was option B if option A didn't yeah. work. No, so apparently the the what well, for whatever um version of a police force that you had back in the Middle Ages, apparently rounded up all the nuns together and explained to them, We are going to whip you <laughs> until you stop meowing. The response to that was one nun meowed <laughs> and got whipped. And they all just sort of went about their day going, yeah, that's rather silly. We're no longer cats. We have gone back to Christ. Thank you very much. And it stopped. I mean, say what you want about, you know, corporal punishment. <laughs> yeah, but it works. But it works. It's like, don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that, that's just mad. Like how, and you know, you always think of nuns as to be, be you know, almost like um, up there with, you know, scholars and very, very um, sensible people. And, yeah. and this this isn't sensible <laughs> by any stretch of the means. It's absolutely ridiculous. And both of those aren't what you would consider like newsworthy or whatever. But at this, <laughs> but why is it just nuns? This is the thing that really gets me. Why is it just nuns? Mm. I I do not. Maybe maybe you know years of I guess you know just living with. I don't know, a few select people who are nuns and just, you know, mentally just they needed some some excitement, you know. They just they just had to do something different. And uh, yeah, it's been a while. Jesus hasn't shown himself in a bit. You get a bit of blood, you start biting and you start meowing. Yeah. It could could work, I don't know. Or it's maybe just... nuns are actually feral cat ladies like uh, werewolves. Like cat nun. Cat nun. <laughs> Alone in the world was a little cat nun. <laughs> I just, I mean, like, like, I, I think it's, I just think it's funny because, like, nuns have this thing where, you, like, depending on the type of person you are, you look at them in, like, several different ways. There's the people who would look at them and go, oh, they are the messengers of, you know, the, the royal church of the, and, you know, the holy church and all that sort of stuff. And you'd look to them for guidance if that was mm, your thing. Yeah. And there's other people like me who think that they're absolutely terrifying. <laughs> because like their complete and utter devotion to 
their own religion to the point where this is what they choose to do with their lives, I think is absolutely terrifying. And it doesn't matter what type of person you are, you suddenly see one of them meowing. Yeah. We're, that's, we're, right. that, that's, that's, when, that's when, you know, we start all coming together as one and going, what the hell is wrong with this nuns? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do we do to fix this? Well, apparently, you just threaten to whip them. But it's, yeah, I, I, mean, I just don't have any explanation. Other than maybe all the, like it was a form of protest mm. where one nun got away with biting a cardinal. And she just really, she just really hated him, and like yeah, and and, and and then when it found out that the nun bit the cardinal, but the only punishment she had was isolation. So yeah. all the nuns started thinking, "Well, I hate my cardinal as well. I'm gonna bite him." Yeah, you know, and there's, there's there's maybe a little bit of um, you know, like how uh, someone commits say a murder nowadays, and to get to get kind of uh, away with it, so to speak, they plead insanity. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've just gone crazy, basically. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if like this kind of like a mass hysteria could be for a lot of people kind of like a get out of jail free and just claim that they just went crazy. There's there's no reason, uh, you know, to do these things. They just they just did them and then tried to think of an excuse uh, after the fact, you know. <laughs> and like, uh, but but that still doesn't explain why other people uh, then start doing it as well. But you know, like with the riots, maybe they just thought, well. Now, now is the time, you know, that I could possibly now get away with it. The time to me <laughs> to, out. Bite, to bite your gardener. <laughs> it's, it's so strange, and it has only furthered my belief that nuns are mental. Mm. I, uh, I have to agree with you on this one. Thank you. So that's that's my first one. Uh, I thought okay. we'd keep it lighthearted to sure. keep it going. Have you got Have you got one for me that's not as lighthearted? I have got one for you that is not as lighthearted. Um, it's, it's a very short one, but okay. s- some people may remember this. Do you remember in 2016, mm-hmm. there was a spate of clown sightings across oh, the United States and Canada? Yeah, yeah, I remember this because there was, there was a few in Britain as well. Yeah. There were um, there, there, there were in, as apparently about eighteen other countries. So there were hmm. um, there were other countries, but um, yeah, basically in two thousand yeah, excuse me in two thousand sixteen, sightings of people or people dressed in evil clown costumes just rose exponentially. Hmm. And I remember this. I remember specifically there was a video that popped up online. Maybe it was on YouTube. Maybe it was on Facebook. Whatever. I can't remember. But basically, this uh, this drone. Man. this drone was flying across i think it was like an orchard and it's just flying across an orchard in the middle of the day i know and and then just as it's flying through in the middle of this orchard is a guy dressed as a clown and it's just so freaky (laughs) because it's like why is there a clown there there's no one around you can't see anything uh it's in like a rural very rural setting and there's just a clown there now Obviously, uh, I'm guessing a lot of these sightings and videos and stories were hoaxes or people dressing up, you know, um, to, to, to try. No, it wasn't, it wasn't people dressing up. It was real clowns. Real uh, clowns. Real, real clowns demonic, have to dress up, too. Those demonic creatures. No, the clowns are a species. Ah, I see. That's why people are scared of them. You aren't scared of people. You're scared of clowns. They're a real I'm demonic entity. People. Clown people. 
clown people, clown <laughs> people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so everybody, you know, all over the the the, the world, really, uh, there's about twenty countries, like I say, uh, just started seeing clowns everywhere, basically. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was it was the great clown panic of 2016. And again, clowndemic, clowndemic, very good. The rehonking. That'll be the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously clowns are scary anyway, so people are, like you say, generally terrified. Then you've got the It movies and all that. Well, there's, there's the point, though. See, the first... Uh, obviously, they redid the It movie um, in, mm-hmm. around that time. Now, there is a running theory, um, which I'm inclined to believe personally, that the whole reason that this clown thing started up was because of the heavy marketing that was put in for the new Stephen King's It film. Mm. Because obviously, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen the film, it's about a demonic clown. Uh, Gets a little bit more involved, uh, so I won't spoil the movie. But there was posters of this creepy clown everywhere. Mm. All over the place because they really wanted to ramp up. This was like the it was supposed to be like the horror film of the decade. It wasn't. It was a bit of a letdown, actually. But at the time, the marketing materials were all over the globe. And suddenly people had started adopting this fear of clowns again because the clowns were everywhere. So there is the theory that because of that, people realizing that you can get clown setups quite cheap. It was fun for like practical jokes and to go viral. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, a large portion of people think that it was also a marketing thing where, you know, certain people were paid to go and stand in like public places dressed as clowns and that to drum up interest for the film. And I know you're thinking, oh, well, you've just read that and you've just taken that as fact. The only reason that I think that that is, is, is quite a viable way to look at this. Was because do you remember when Scream came out? I, I mean, yes. Right. So when Scream came out, obviously that's one of the most iconic slasher films um, ever. Because I, it, not that because it's a necessarily good movie, but it's because of the mask that the killer wears, mm. the Scream mask, if you will, and that was mass produced everywhere. Yeah. And around the time that Scream Two came out, there was a similar thing to the clowns where there was people dressing up in screen masks, standing around in public areas with, like, fake knives and stuff, trying to scare people. Mm-hmm. Now, the internet wasn't as what it is now. It wasn't as easy for things to go viral and stuff, but it did definitely happen. But I think that this is just a similar thing, to be honest. It yeah, caused I, mass... I, I, I think it's a film caused a mass hysteria. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that that was part of it as well and like like you say you know people really started to get into the internet uh into social media as well and mm. realizing that things can go viral youtubes facebooks you know whatever uh whatever they were on um and so doing things like the like scary clown videos like you say were, were very popular um so yeah no i i agree i think i think that is a case of um a lot of people doing doing that to to get noticed um but yeah so it became like a you know you you kind of became scared that you might see some murderous clowns in the street <laughs> yeah it was i i tell you i don't know what I, how i feel about that one to be honest um clowns have never been particularly scary to me mm. um 
But at the same time, if it was like, if I looked out my window at night and saw clowns, one like standing across the clowns, road. Clowns, yeah, clowns out of place. Mm. That's scary. Yeah, it's like, as I've said before, it's like if I saw a lion at the zoo, I wouldn't be scared. But if I saw it like crossing the road, yeah, yeah. I'd probably be scared. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, it's an odd one. And obviously it was horrible because there is a lot of people. I've met a lot of people throughout my life who are like terrified of clowns. So I know yeah, it's quite uh, well spread. So children, this must children have been a horrible adults. time. Yeah. It must have been a horrible time for certain people. Like, I don't want to look out my window in case there's some idiot across there dressed like Happy the Clown. Yeah. And and you know that for everyone who was just dicking around and, you know, trying to make videos and stuff, there'd be there'd be a couple of people who were like literally like, okay, I'm gonna get a clown costume and I'm actually gonna kill someone. Yeah. You know what there's I mean? There's always and gonna be just, one you, nutter who ruins it, it for the rest. It'd be Sod's Law, like the one that hung around you like you you saw one, like, oh, you know, fuck off you. You know, you're just a dick in a clown costume. That was, that was John Wayne Gacy's stick though, wasn't he? He was like the he was the killer clown. I mean, granted he didn't dress up as a clown when he was when he was killing people, but that was he was known for being a creepy clown anyway, wasn't he? So mm. it's you know, someone would probably have tried to be like, Oh well, it worked for him, it'll work for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, that's Mickey Mouse. No, don't sue us, Disney. You have you have no affiliation with John Wayne Gacy. Um, <laughs> okay, what else you got for us before before we get sued by Disney? Before we get sued by Disney. Well, let's go back to fifteen eighteen. Uh, wait, no, this isn't, the time. This, this isn't the time travel episode. Now, uh, so this was an outbreak. They still can't figure out what caused this, even though it's a good 500 years later. Um, this was in Strasbourg. I've probably butchered the name, and I don't intend in fixing it. But Strasbourg. Strasbourg. It was July in 1518 when a woman just began to dance. Dancing in the street. And that is what she did. She was in the middle of the street and she started dancing and continued dancing and didn't stop dancing and did this for well over a day. Mm. But what was crazy was that after a significant amount of time, more people joined in. And you're thinking, oh, it's like a, a 1518 like a version of a, yeah. like a flash mob. Yeah. yeah. Nope. So this was then classed as an outbreak because. People joined her in the street dancing, mm-hmm. but then more people joined in at other parts of the town that were like nowhere connected to this to this woman. Then people in other towns and other cities all around the same time started dancing, and they kept going. Now the reason I felt that it was it was uh, it was worth mentioning that it was in July that this started was because the outbreak began to subside in early September. So this went on for a fair while of mm. people just dancing until sheer exhaustion. And like, did they did they like, you know, break for lunch and piss breaks no. and then carry on? So or? right. So the reason that this was classed as an outbreak. Now there is a lot of controversial notes about this because of the way that they, they chronicled it. Um, because obviously it was such an odd thing. There was not only was the, the hysteria behind them all dancing in the streets, but because no one knew what was going on, they were all just reporting whatever the hell they wanted because no one knew what was oh, causing just like, it. Just like the media today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but even worse. Um, but the people, like, it wasn't just like locals that was doing it. There was people who, like, there was politicians for the town. 
were caught up in this outbreak and craze of dancing and going mental. And then you had, um, what was it? You had uh, one of the mayors of a town as well. So a well-respected person just walked out of his house one day, started dancing down the road, danced so much that eventually he passed out of exhaustion. Now, they're trying to say that there was, there was like, like deaths and stuff where people dance themselves to death. Yeah. But this is where the controversy comes because they're not actually sure if there is any records of anyone sure. actually dying from it. But there were people taken to hospitals for various injuries and stuff that was happening. Like apparently people were breaking their ankles because they were dancing so hard. But what was happening was they were breaking an ankle and it wasn't enough to stop them. They would continue dancing until their body physically couldn't do it anymore. So whilst there was still energy, they would go. And people mm. were obviously going, like there were certain people that were going days, not to mention the sleep deprivation, because there was people who would dance for 25, like 25 hours to 40 freaking hours, and then just collapse because their body has got nothing left. And it, it did. It spread all up and down this area for months. Why? And and I did check. There was no music play. I was going to say, did did like the Beatles drop a hot album or something? You know, <laughs> even or if like it was the, the Beatles, the, the, beat like, was, the Beatles ancestors. <laughs> I like the Beatles, but not enough to, um, was you know to dance even for five minutes, let alone a day. But yeah. then you've got right. So there was all these theories about what the hell happened. Um, they then started because they noticed that. They'd say about 95% of the people that were um, afflicted with it were female. So they started thinking, oh, well, what if this is, um, you know, something that's only affecting women of a certain age? Naturally, they started blaming the menopause because, you know, we were, we were really smart back then. But then you start thinking, well, it can't be the menopause because it's affecting men as well. Not men, maybe not as many. Yeah, so... Sure. Rather than go, mm, okay, so it is actually affecting everyone. No, no, no. What they started accusing the men of was homosexuality, naturally. Oh, um, yeah, because, because apparently back then, that's what being, if you, not only if you were a homosexual and that was a sin, but it meant that you were more womanly. Um, so they were being blamed for that. And that happened to this mayor as well. He was getting blamed of being a homosexual. And he, he wasn't. He had a family, he had a wife, and he was just a mayor and he just started dancing in the street one day um then there was the the church got involved the church started claiming it was a mass demonic possession um and that the only thing that could save them was a ray of divine judgment i thought which, you were going to say was a bite on the arm no no that was <laughs> the, the release the nuns um but apparently that was the only thing that would fix it was a ray of divine judgment and i absolutely adore this because they had um, the person who who claimed this was uh, was uh, was a bishop, and he f basically explained that the divine judgment ray from the sky and from the heavens will fix this, but it could take a while. <laughs> <laughs> We're really swamped here in the, in the heavens. <laughs> He's just uh, just buying myself some time there. It's like oh, the the, the God will step in. He will. Um, but then. There was uh, some some uh, biologists came out and said that this is most likely, and I don't know where they're getting, you hate this as well, most likely a rare or foreign tarantula has apparently what? 
made its way into Strasbourg. And what's happened is that it has bit this woman, which has the venom has made her start to dance like a mentalist. And the only way to cure the bite was to shimmy. I mean, yeah, I definitely don't want any part of that dancing. I, I mean, I mean, that's one busy spider. If it was biting everybody, yeah, it was just that yeah, one spider. He was just going, well, I better get to what then. But yeah, they were starting to say that the cure was to shimmy. Now, I again, I have to question the research here because surely, if the cure was to dance, dancing would cure them. But they don't stop. So why they even bother to report this? So, don't dancing know. is a symptom, not the. Yeah, but they're saying it's the cure. These biologists said it was the cure for the spider bite. So there was so... So from the menopause to homosexuality, demonic possession, and tarantulas. That is the the only thing that they could think of. Not mental conditions or anything else. Those are the four prime suspects. It's no wonder we've never got to the bottom of what this actually is. Um... (laughs) You know, but I, that like I again, it's one of those that you think about it, and it sounds hysterical. Um, witnessing it must have been quite funny as well, but it's quite serious. I wonder if it's people trying to get out of work syndrome. You know, like one lady's like, "Do you know what? I really don't want to go to work today. I'm just going to start dancing and see what happens." And then everybody else is like, "Oh, good, good idea, Jane." I'll, I'll dance with you and that way you know it'll look like it's more of a party it's more of a thing you know um so you're not just dancing on your own and then yeah everyone gets wind of it and uh yeah no one has to go to work for a few months seemingly <laughs> i'm sorry the idea of that good idea jane let's dance away the shift <laughs> i mean jobs are probably really horrible back in like the 1500s or whatever <laughs> you know i i just like i'm just trying to think of that in the modern day uh, with you know, with so many people working from home and doing like Zoom calls and Zoom meetings, imagine just like loading loading into like a group Zoom meeting, and there's about five out of a ten man team just like dancing and flailing on the camera, going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm dance crazy today. Oh, I can't possibly type. My hands are in the air." <laughs> Everyone, quick, do the dab. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's literally like that's the only thing I can think of because obviously again these were these were not necessarily connected places like yeah they were they were close by but they weren't you know it's not like I don't know you you think it's not like this this was organised or um, you know something there was not it was it's almost like there's something in the air you know um, but I don't know yeah I've never I've never heard of any modern or, or sorry any known medical condition that makes you dance. Me either. I, I can't say uh, I've. I know quite a few that make you not able to dance, but. I mean, I can't dance. I can't dance on the best of days, so I can only imagine what the hell I would produce if I was afflicted by this. Um, I, I would just be cowering from the bear constantly. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just away, whoa, away. <laughs> Every now and then, throwing the swim in there. <laughs> the macarena. You got to do the macarena. Yeah. I'm not advanced enough for the macarena. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that is that is the the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen. Not as funny as mental nuns, but it's more lighthearted uh, than than I thought it would be. Now that I've explained it, to be honest, <laughs> it's quite interesting. Some of the things you've said in your stories, there we had, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had the nuns, we had um, nuns, nuns, we had um, you know, schoolgirls. Uh, you, you said that 
the dancing thing was was 90 95 percent female which is quite interesting because mm. what i want to do now is i've i've looked at um cases of mass hysteria from the 2000 from year 2000 to sort of present day okay and looking at the cases just sort of at a, 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 a glance and just listed all out a lot of them in fact i would say 90 percent of them are all related to either girls schools or school schools in general um there are a few that come outside of that but i'm just going to rattle off a few cases and this is all from 2000 onwards okay in north carolina 2002 10 girls developed seizures and other symptoms at a rural high school in north carolina the symptoms pers uh, persisted for five months across various grade levels incidents tended to happen outside of class with half of it all incidents estimated to have occurred around lunch hour half of the affected were cheerleaders or former cheerleaders Okay, they, and they had seizures. Yeah, so, uh, so they they develop seizures and other symptoms. Um, doesn't say what 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 else happened, but well, um, which, which says that the seizure was obviously the the most dangerous sure. thing. Sure. Then, two thousand and six, Mexico City, um, huh? mass hysteria resulted in an, an outbreak of uh, symptoms su suffered by more than five hundred adolescent females at a student's college, uh, which was a Catholic boarding school. It's them nuns again, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Students had difficulty walking, were feverish and nauseated, and some became partially paralyzed. Um, uh, okay. Virginia, 2007, an outbreak of twitching headaches and dizziness affected at least nine girls and one teacher at Bride High School. Uh, this episode lasted for months. And the list goes on and on and on of cases happening at girls' schools generally, or it affects the female population of a school, for example. Not all cases. There are some that mention there were men as well, but it's predominantly school kids and female students. And I'm just wondering, like, because obviously going by what you've said as well, you had, like I say, you had the nuns, you had the, the girls' schools and the female dancing. Is there something, like you said, genetic, where obviously males can be affected by this, mm. but is it something where maybe females are more prone? Now, you, you know, you joked about the, the menopause, um, but is, is there maybe, you know, no, it's not necessarily menopause. Obviously, the, you know, kids aren't going to have it, but is there something genetic maybe that that makes certain groups of people or do you think it's environment i mean i, I don't know but i mean it is odd that isn't it it's like i mean most of the stories that that i've come to think of it in fact most of them are all women aren't they it's like mm. uh, you don't get male nuns um, and so, 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 my, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, well, okay, nuns obviously all, all spend a lot of time together. They don't, they probably don't have that much uh, connection with the outside world, you know, too much. It's, it's, it's obviously, you know, quite secular. Um, girls' schools, obviously, you're, you you're, you're in, you're in the school uh, for extended periods of time with just those people you know especially yeah. if you don't get if you you know if you're at a boarding school um and stuff like that so is it maybe something that develops 
I guess like you know in in a, in a in a situation where you you are just surrounded by the same people, possibly doing the same things, maybe out of boredom and frustration. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's weird, isn't it? Because like, I mean. <sighs> Especially with the cases that you've brought up there, because you've got things like seizures and stuff. Mm. Now, again, uh, excuse my ignorance on this. This is this is mostly to like our our female listeners, but I, I know like because I've I've had I've had girls tell me this before, um, when they're at their time of the month, shall we say, um, where they've they've said that you know c- certain friend groups sink it's like their time of the month sinks between their friends so mm. like and and I, i've never understood that i mean i suppose it's it, it's sort of like like an ever evolutionary support group because you know if you're suffering it and your friend's suffering it you feel better because there's like two of you or whatever so if that is a genuine thing and female bodies can sink that way who's to mm. say that they can't sink in other ways. So one of them, in, in the instance, I'm, I'm using your seizure one that you brought up. Mm-hmm. If one of them, if they're all close friends, or maybe there's a close friend of group, and one starts having seizures, the rest of them start doing it because they're all synced up. Mm. Which makes me think that women are psychic. And we're not. Maybe. And I that's mean, that's a worry. Uh, yeah, we're screwed if they are. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sorry, women. We didn't mean to be bad. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're definitely not the sort of experts who are going to be talking about, you know, the female menstrual cycle. Um, exactly. That's why, that's why so, you could see why I was trying. Yeah. But, uh, I was, I, it was the only thing that I had there of, that was yeah. uh, like, and I, I wouldn't have brought it up. I had, I, I, the only reason I brought it up is because I have had, you know, female friends who have discussed that with me mm. and they have mentioned that that's a thing. Yeah, and I mean, I, it did intrigue me. Not intrigued me enough to look into it, because <laughs> I, because that would send my search engine history crazy. Um, but it is it is one of those things that it's fascinating to think that what your what like what human bodies can actually do, not just themselves, but like in groups. It's and weird. Uh, and another thing when uh, like looking into mass hysteria that you discover is that often um, these cases occur in times of stress um so we're in, in times of you know p- panic uh, as we mentioned the the riots and and mm. the covid pandemic but um you know it, obviously you know if you're at school you're all going to be sitting exams at the same time you know so the things that are affecting your classmates are, are going to be affecting you so you know it, it's quite possible that this is something of uh, uh, the, the mind can do it. It, it it can it can break out in these physical um afflictions really which is which is bizarre to think but you know with stress stress can do a lot of weird things to your body um mm. so you know if you if if you're going through a like let's say a really tough uh, exam period then yeah maybe it's possible that that your your classmates are all going through the same thing and once one person sort of makes it known like hey i've got like I've, i can't breathe i you know difficulty breathing or i, I feel paralyzed another person says yeah do you, yeah you know what I, I i don't feel very good either you know and and before you know it um, yeah, you're off to the races with with something like this. Well, you're off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you get well, mass hysteria. Well, I just love the, what a way to describe that. It's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're off to the races. It's like, then, sometimes, the world's your oyster. <laughs> sometimes 
like I think you forget how to talk like a modern day human. Would you mean, come I don't think I like ever that. knew to begin with. I've been no, like there's sometimes where you're passable, and then there's <laughs> there's other times like that where you just you're so out of touch, and <laughs> and I love you for it, but I do worry. Oh, I do worry that you're going to be nice. like kidnapped and put in a museum at one point, like a like not like a good one, like a freak show stuff. <laughs> Why would I be put in a museum? I, I said it wasn't a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. So back, uh, back, back to mass hysteria. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you escape the ringmaster. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and then, and then, my my sort of final thought on on all of this. Mm. Obviously, um, you know, uh, you've talked a lot about ones that were very far back in time. Um, it's hard to obviously verify the, you know, how correct these yeah. reports are. And also, if we, you know, if we're honest and and you know, not not to be mean, but people back then were much less educated than they are today. Certainly, very true. I would I would argue as well, not to be mean to to children, that children are probably quite easily swayed. You know, um, we all know that, you know, as a kid, you'd see something on TV and you'd be like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And you'd be influenced by that, you know, forever or by maybe your older brother or sister. You thought they were the coolest, you know, or or an uncle or whatever. Um, And as you grow up, you you know, you you start to get your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own developments. But when you're when you're young, um, you you do tend to sort of just go with the flow a bit more, maybe you know. Yeah. Um, and I think I think I w- I do wonder if you know maybe a lot of these cases are just a lot of you know people going with the flow and people going well you know so and so's got a rash I I think I you know so so I want a rash you know <laughs> almost yeah, like yeah. that you know and uh, so maybe it really is just a just a psychological thing that happens where you know we say ah i don't want to be i don't want to be different or i don't want to be left out or i want to be part of this thing that's happening you know i want to i want to be involved in some way whether or not i really you know i really am Mm. um and and certainly you're you're right in what you're saying there with kids doing that like you know Mm. especially when you said so and so's got a rash i want a rash yeah well i mean everyone i i I mean i actually do have uh, an example of that no, no, not a rash. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. Um, no, so when, when um, I was a kid, like like many kids, um, I I had chicken pox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every kids should get them, and we we encourage kids to get them so it gets them out of the way. Um, and I had chicken pox when I was a very very young kid, so it was out of the way quite early. And then about I don't know eight years later, it's almost like my mum forgot that I'd had chicken pot at one point. Mm. And there was a kid in my class who got chicken pox. So naturally the school was like, oh, there's someone in the class has chicken pox and everything else. And mm. you know, they said they, they'd sent the letters out to tell everybody and all that. And my my mum ended up saying to me, he's going, I, I, have you been near them or have you got chicken pox? And I was like, I do feel itchy. Mm, and that was yeah. me talking at my ass because I knew I'd had chicken pox. Yeah. But she'd asked me and I went, I do feel itchy. And that was it. I got a week off school. 
Well, exactly. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and it was I, like because you didn't have to prove it. It's not like you had to go to the school and show the nurse and be like, "Look, look, look, I'm scratching." <laughs> right. Look all, at you, my all, all happened was that your mum or your dad had to phone up the school and be like, "Ah, yeah. he's, he's got it as well. He's got it." And then I was like, yeah. was just from saying, "I feel a bit itchy. I got a week off school." Yeah. It was great. So I, I wouldn't. Say, I can see the same mindset there. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 whether it's whether it's whether it's you know a case of okay these some of these kids are just trying to get time off school, which is absolutely probably what happened with a bunch of these kids, you know, or whether it's just some kids that are like, do you know what? Yeah, I I don't I, I feel like I want to be part of this too, you know, or I don't want to miss out, or subconsciously, you know, do you remember we were talking the other day about um, ants and like when you see a swarm of ants, you, you you sort of think that you've kind of got some on you, even though yeah, you yeah, know yeah, you yeah. have that itchy feeling. Yeah, yeah, it gives you that feeling. You know, your your mind starts kind of playing tricks on you, and uh, you know. I said a minute ago that it, it, you know kids are obviously quite susceptible to those kind of encouragement, you know that kind of encouragement from things going on around them. But mm. still, as adults, like I say, you know we we still feel those those kinds of things. So mm. it's a weird phenomenon that the brain can do these things to you. You know, and, um, and for the record, he said when we were talking the other day about swarms of ants. Um, I, I will just state for the record that was in our phobia episode. We weren't yes. just randomly discussing swarms of ants. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like best about swarms of ants? <laughs> well, I like the way they make me feel itchy. Uh, but it's like, I'm just, just pointing that out there. You yeah. haven't listened to that episode, go and do it. So that was all I had on mass hysteria. But it's so interesting how when you break down most of the cases that are documented without going you know, really far back, it does seem to be predominantly children and women and people within a closed, you know, sect of society almost, you know, mm. um, within certain groups. Uh, and that's that's strange. It is. It's it's such a weird concept that has so many variables because of the different things it can cause. Like I said, it's either it's, it's a medical condition or it could just be a belief or, or mm. you can just start chomping down on people. It's so strange. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's a get out of work clause. Exactly. I, I, I do have one more. Okay. Um, which when I read this, I just uh, it was one of those when when I read this, I just shook my head and just went fucking English people. That's all I could think was when like shake my head, face palm and everything. Now again, this event itself does have a name, and I didn't like the name of that. Um, oh, event. so you changed it again? So I've changed you? it to be uh, okay. more in line with what it actually is, and this is the Mad Irish Invasion. You remember that when the Irish invaded? No. Well, let's get into this. So this was uh, this was a fair while ago. This was 1688, and it was the final days of the reign of King, uh, King James II. So you know, a wee while ago, before Lizzie, anyway. Now, as it was his final days, for some reason, and 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 to this day, no one knows why. A, a random bishop just declared to a town crier who then declared it to the press who then declared it to anybody that would listen that a rogue band of insurgent Irishmen was on their way to lay waste to southern England and take over the land but there was there was no basis to this this mm. bishop just declared it as if it had come from the mouth of King James himself it hadn't it, it really hadn't but this starts to spread Right now, there were Irish soldiers stationed in England at the time, but 
they had absolutely no plans to overthrow the monarchy or anything. They had no plans at all. They were just there. They had as, no plans as, at all. Like, they were just they were just there as a backup force. You know, the same way that the English armies have always used the Irish. They've always just been there to bump up numbers. That's just it. So it's not un, unheard of to have Irish soldiers in, in, in England. But thanks to this bishop and, he was, he, and his utter talking shit skills, it was um, not only just the Royal Guard of England, so the actual King's Guard, but the entire population of Southern England began to believe that there was an invasion due. <laughs> right? So suddenly, everybody's in a panic because they think Ireland's sick to the back teeth of England. They're coming to fight. And these reports started to circulate all around the UK. So English towns, apparently this was the word that was being spread. English towns and villages and little hamlets were being burnt to the ground due to the Irish Armada that was currently pillaging its way across England. There, there wasn't. There was no army. There was nothing. Complete there fake was, news. There was like eight Irish soldiers all like, oh, we're just, <laughs> we were here before, <laughs> you know, in a more Irish accent. But they, they, were, they were worried. And what they were saying was that these Irishmen were, were mental. They were pillaging all the resources. They were, uh, there was reports that they had killed prominent lords and nobles of the area. <laughs> there was reports that um, certain lords were being beheaded in, and they were given gruesome details as well about how this happened, about these lords being decapitated in the in town squares and being paraded across the streets with Irish flags. And you're going, huh? And now this spread as far as Norfolk as well, from, from, from London and southern England. But, again, there was, there was nothing. There was no actual invasion. But, to make it worse, so... All the small towns were affected, villages, cities, everything in that area, right? Areas surrounding Birmingham became so prepared that they armed themselves and they started doing a blockade for an oncoming invasion. And this is how far they went. So obviously back then, houses were made out of like, uh, just like made out of standard wood and rocks and stuff, because that was the way it was. Anything that was built out of wood, any houses, they broke them down to build wooden blockades. So they Where destroyed they <laughs> in the blockade. Um, so this is what they did. They destroyed people's homes, made like turret blockade systems for no reason. I mean, for absolutely. The people of Birmingham usually aren't that, you know, sufficient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought they would. Uh, there was again, it. but there was no reason. And this panic spread all over the place. And do you know what happened? After five days of England holding out for the oncoming war. Nothing. The Irish never came. <laughs> the Irish never came. The Irish who were currently there, who had always been there, were really confused. Yeah. And one person, one Irish soldier, had gone to this original bishop and went, we're sorry for the confusion. We didn't mean... <laughs> it was that, clearly our fault. We, we, we must have we, given we the did, wrong message. We didn't yeah. mean for you to think that we were invading. We were purely stationed at our posts. We were doing, we were doing our jobs. And if you felt that that was threatening, I'm sorry for the, the damage mean, we have caused. England. That is, that is one nice Irishman. But it's like, but that was it. So nothing happened. And as far as I'm aware, 
nothing happened to this bishop either. Because soon after King James was was no longer king, like I said, it was the final days of him being uh, like being king. So there was a lot more going on than this bishop just spreading fake news. But it's the idea that for four days, England went into a state of panic because somebody just went, the Irish have gone mental. They have joined the nuns and they are coming for a good biting. And they, they never did. The poor wee Irish that were already stationed there were like, we're really not. <laughs> we're sorry. We're just... We're, we know we, we have, can be scary sometimes. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're just doing our jobs. Like, I mean, I feel, you know, I, feel you, I feel terrible for the... I feel like I should personally apologise. I mean, I won't, but, you know. This bishop obviously didn't, you know, didn't quite like the Irish and... Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe it was a... The bishop was... Because obviously back then, bishops were held in really high standing and all that sort of stuff. Maybe he was trying to distract them from the fact that... I mean, I don't know my King James history. I don't know if, if, if like, if, um, if he was killed or whatever, or if he died in natural causes, but maybe they were... He was he trying died to distract... of dancing. Oh, wow. That would have been amazing. <laughs> like Irish dancing in to join us on a war dance. Um, but no, I just think maybe it was like a distraction thing, like to take yeah, the yeah, public's yeah. Or, a view or maybe, off the king. Or yeah, like you said, like uh, it was sort of the final days. Maybe it was like one last push to try and get England to sort of come together under under King James or, or whatever. You know. Yeah, but uh, like they didn't come under King James. They literally just came together to stop the Irish. It was nothing to do with the king. But the Irish never came, and like they saw no reason to. They were already there, and from what I gather, from the fact that they were working and you know mm. in alliance with the royal guard, not only were they were they there, they'd settled in quite well. <laughs> they had no reason to go about destroying the place and you know pillaging and stealing all the resources. But it was the fact that this like this news spread so ridiculous to the point like mm. they were. There were like details of like famous lords being beheaded and stuff, and then months later, these lords who were reported as being like killed, showing up at court and being like, "No, that never happened. I've still got my head." And they're going, "Oh, okay then. Well, we're still not being beaten by the Irish." <laughs> it's just it's just so strange. It's such an odd event. Um, yeah, and you, you sort of you sort of touched on something there that sort of gave me a a bit of an idea. Like you said, you said obviously that the um the bishop the bishop obviously told like someone like a town crier, let's say, and then you know the story grew and grew and grew. Do you think like do you think with some of these, especially obviously ones that uh, happened a, a long long time ago that aren't so well documented, do you think like some of these are just stories of things you know it, it embellished stories as it were? Because you know every every story yeah, gets I, I, crazier I, and crazier with each iteration. And well, maybe you know maybe... my my train of thought when it comes to those type of things, mm-hmm. especially when it's like older stories that because uh, we've said this before where this is how stories happen, don't they? They yeah. get more and more embellished and more fantastical every single time that they're told. Um, and obviously these are, the ones that I've told are from like the Middle Ages and up. Um, so it's not un- unreasonable to think mm. that these are just embellished stories, especially with the records being the but way even, that they are. But even, yeah, even even at the time, like, you know, you say like, okay, this this guy told a, bish- uh, told a town crier and he told blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe it started off like kind of like Chinese whispers where the bishop was just like, oh, 
I've got a couple of guys coming over from Ireland to do some gardening or whatever. <laughs> he's just he's got he didn't hear, he didn't quite hear it, and he yeah, what well, they're coming to do some like gardening. Wait, 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 like, you're, you're, you're telling wait, they're coming to do the garden. Comes into <laughs> they're coming to take the land. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh no! But it's I just, just yeah, like, just, you know, because like God love them, like the the Irish have been through a fair bit, and and this I just think is the most ridiculous thing. It's not the worst thing by any means, but it's the most ridiculous thing they've been ever accused of, to be honest. <laughs> that they didn't that they didn't do. <laughs> yeah. It's like but just know that in the event, if Ireland ever does decide to invade England, well, Birmingham's just gonna start ripping down houses. <laughs> it's like we will build a wall around Birmingham out of your houses and tax money. <laughs> well, maybe they should build a wall around Birmingham. Just know what I'm saying. Yeah, just you think my accent's bad. Listen to a Brummy one, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, so that is the the mad Irish invasion uh, that didn't happen, but caused a lot of controversy in England. <laughs> so that's that's it's all I've Irish. got for you, anyway. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, we've we've definitely uh, chewed through the fat of uh, mass hysteria. We yeah, the nuns did that. <laughs> very good <laughs> we uh you know so so what do you guys think because uh me and jay don't know we yeah, haven't I mean, got a clue <laughs> we, we we don't know what you think we're, we're not female psychics um no. what I, I i would love like obviously at the start of this episode nick and myself discussed if we'd ever been involved in a form of mass hysteria or think we'd be susceptible to it I would love to hear a similar thing from you guys. Have you ever been involved or close to or witnessed anything that you'd consider mass hysteria? Um, it doesn't have to be the most documented ones. It could be ones that we've never even heard of or ones that only have traction in local areas. Don't care. Want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> so just let us know. I, I'd love to hear about more craziness in this world. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, cases that are either undocumented or as of yet to be proven to be the work of something else. Exactly. Now, I am going to have a bit of fun here, ladies and gentlemen, because it's around this time that he always goes, Jay, do you want to tell him about our social media links? And and, and I'm going to just jump in and go, Nick, you want to give it a go this time? We're on uh, Twitter. We're on Instagram at the Salty Speculation. Um, you can find us at uh, the salty speculation at gmail.com as well if you want to talk to us through emails and that kind of thing. Uh, we are on all of the podcast platforms. If they don't have us on there, they are not a podcast fa- platform. That's what exactly. we're going to say. I fully agree. So that way I've you know covered myself there. Um, yeah, and otherwise, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I also, we, uh, we, we did announce that when, um, when we hit this milestone and we had a little chat with you guys to let you know but there's another milestone as of the other day we've breached 500 internets now on instagram yeah 500 of those internet people have followed us so um we're about internets we're about 18 followers away from world domination um (laughs) it's 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 really we're really stepping up our game on that uh i know the salty spartan is is very happy for the work that he's doing uh me and nick of course thank him again not affiliated with me in any way shape or form um but by all means go and say hello to the salty spartan give him a little follow um and yeah i I, i'm i'm happy enough with how we're doing on instagram 
But uh, we will round it off there. And all I need for you people to be aware of is if you're ever in a church and a nun starts looking at you like you're a tasty treat, run the other way. Run away from Jesus. <laughs>